What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sigma hey. Show. Uh, happy for you folks to be joining us, whoever's out there. I know very early on in the show, there's not that many people, but I'm going to talk to you anyway. That's how this works. <laughs> but before we go into who's joining me today, I just want to do a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about. So uh, not a particularly heavy news week, uh, you know, in light of the election uh, and, you know, next gen consoles right around the corner. So who's really going to be announcing all that much? Nobody. But in light of that, we're going to be talking about some of the games we've been checking out in that lead up. So that should be a fun conversation. Uh, we're also going to dig deep onto the Johnny Depp situation where he's been fired or asked to leave the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Uh, we'll also uh, go into details on all the Mass Effect news. Uh, N7 Day was yesterday. So, you know, the Mass yeah. Effect trilogy is coming and a new Mass Effect has been announced. So joining me today to talk about these things as always, Mr. Blue, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back, Sigma. No problem. As well as Superman, Jeff. What's going on, everybody? And my co-worker Why and good friend, <laughs> Rexicon Jesse, Jesse Galena. What's up, Jesse? Howdy. Thanks for having me. No problem. So we're going to jump right into things, starting with what we've been playing. We're going to keep it short than we usually do when we do these segments because we play a lot of games. <laughs> as I'm sure you guys are aware of. So kind of just focus in on one game um, for this discussion. Who Who's kind of chomping at the bit to go first? I'll go first. Your boy. Oh, Jeff, Jeff oh, was quicker to the, to the draw. <laughs> no, it's his lag. It's his lag. Okay, this is happening. Yeah, go. Right. So go ahead, Blue. <laughs> Jeff is conceding to you. <laughs> I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I've been telling everybody about it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um and you know it was it it was a fan favorite out the gates, but I'm kind of rediscovering it because I just got back into the story and this multiplayer is amazing. Um, I got up to key level 110 recently, which is just uh it's it's the max key level, which is like light and destiny, and um I'm raid ready. Uh, me and some of my friends from Crit Zone actually did the first part of the raid, and it was so fun. When See, I tell I've you, been, it's like a, I've been hearing about raid this raid that goes to shima like yeah that's that's cool to hear that they're putting that much effort into the multiplayer portion of it it was difficult too it wasn't just like kill room pathway kill room pathway no there was all kinds of tactics that had to go into this you had um challenges that took away certain abilities um so for example you would be in an area, you have to pick up this flame, and it would say, you can't do melee attacks anymore. And I that game was all melee attacks. Kill it out. <laughs> it's not. Oh, and that's the, that's the thing about it. It's not. You have um, ghost weapons where you can throw out cow traps, you can throw sticky bombs, um, kunai, um, and you also have your bow and arrow or your blow dart or your bomb pack, which are different um, ranged options. So... You know, things like that, you would have your hunter, your ranger, pick up uh, a disability like that because they're not trying to do melee attacks. So there's a lot of tactics that go involved into something, uh, in some of these kill rooms, and there's a lot of bonuses and a lot of... Um, there's a lot of cooperation. I could not do this with just some random people with no communication. You have to, to hear. talk. You have to talk. It's so much fun. Um and we only hit chapter one, and it took us about three hours, I want to say, mm. um, of really good work. And for we just the first die... part. 
just the first part. There's three parts total. Jeez. So I'm super excited to get onto the next one. I think we're gonna try it tonight. So it like it saves your progress. Tomorrow. It's like checkpoint after. Oh yeah. Okay. That's exactly. Good. <laughs> that's what they. Got. Oh my gosh. Because when we did Destiny Two raids back, right. In that's day, exactly where my brain went. <laughs> hours, hours. You know what I mean? But no, you could log your two or three hours. Ooh, take a break. You know what I mean? Um, and then come right back to it and start chapter two. So. Good. Chapter one nice. done. I am super excited. Yeah. Destiny does let you save it. You just once the reset hits. The oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there there are sort of checkpoints in Destiny, but yeah, it's at each boss. Each boss is a, is a checkpoint. You're right. Yeah, I I forgot about that. <laughs> but it, it always felt like you were throwing away the entire progress because, <laughs> like, if you didn't do it in that night, like your team kind of dissolved and like they hated each other. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's Unfriend funny you mentioned him. that because you. Him. How many people you got in a raid for Destiny? It's like six, six right? Yeah. It is so difficult getting six people together to yeah, do this. On a, you know, if it's not a, a just a random matchmaking thing where you don't have to communicate. Um, but with this, it's only four. Oh, okay. And I think it works really good for four people. There's a lot of puzzles where three people are blinded to a certain element, and the one person has to direct them where to go. You know? Um, yeah, it's, that's cool. It's, yeah, it's I like I like stuff that forces the team dynamic to be part of the gameplay experience. Like that's that's interesting. That it's makes a great. raid feel yeah. like a raid, in my opinion. And you can really tell the advantages of having one of every class in your team. Now, you could double up if you want to, but, you know, you don't have that variety of uh, attack patterns. Um, there's a lot of moments where we're like, yo, we need the ranger to take this guy out here. You stand over here, hold this down, protect him, but the ranger needs to shoot over here. Or I'm going to heal down and hold this place and you guys run out. Just come back to me if you need heal. Different things like that, you know what I mean? Um the different classes are are vast and everyone can really pick up everybody else it's 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 fun nice. I, I love what they've doing with it yeah yeah, yeah i'm excited to get that try. to that eventually it's dope man <laughs> but, uh, jeff you wanted to go next uh what have you been playing um i've been playing watch Dogs legion um right i've been playing that pretty 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 steadily um and i'm loving it um the variety of different characters. Um, I think you saw some gameplay of it before. You play as the Hitman, where you have like these John Wisk S. Right. Yeah, I saw that trailer like, thing it, that they showed. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, it's a bunch of it just reminds you so much of John Wick. Um, then there's a spy who has like a watch, a James Bond watch, where you can jam people, jam people's weapons. He also has a car that's outfitted with like missiles and um, and rockets. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it, it's pretty cool, and you really can make anyone part of you know your team um for instance i was playing a mission where um albion which is pretty much part of the bad guys group you can make them part of your group the problem is they initially don't like dex uh dead sec so you have to kind of do like a loyalty mission to kind of win mm -hmm. them over and then you can have that conversation like hey come over here have you done like um, a lot of those <laughs> like do they like, is there a good variety in the kinds of missions you do to recruit people? There's a good variety. There's also ways around it. So what happens is um, there's something called a deep profiler, which is pretty much, let's just say, a background check. You can see where this person's going to be at this time, what they're going to be doing at this time. And you can check those spots on the map. Like, if you know, she's going to be with her husband having dinner at a restaurant. You can find that restaurant and you can tell them 
to figure out the best approach. So like um, sometimes uh, you will actually see a character being harassed by the police, like beaten up and handcuffed, and they'll have a symbol by them telling, oh, this is such and such as cousin. So you oh. definitely want to interrupt, take the police out and free them because oh. that's a shortcut. They automatically now, hey, you helped my cousin or whoever, my fiance. Now, you know, we, we definitely want to be a part of what you're doing. Um, so it's oh. a, a quicker way around it as opposed to just missions. So that's usually what I'll do. I'll do the um, the deep profiler and tail them and wait for them to get in some trouble. <laughs> and the funny is you have to actually wait for the cops to beat them up and handcuff them. Because if you interrupt them while they're doing that, it doesn't count. They have to be mm. handcuffed and waiting. They have to room. be at their lowest point. <laughs> you have to be Man. like, I got you. You got to come <laughs> in and save the day like a show protagonist. low-key exploitative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's an opportunity. Totally. <laughs> and, and it makes you – I felt bad at first because you're watching and they're really beating yeah. up. I mean, like, he was talking to the guy. The guy was talking and he just hit him in the throat with the, with the butt of his gun. I was like, oh. This went bad, went bad fast. I was like, okay. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, there was uh, one mission that really stuck out to me, um, which was like a, uh, there's branches to the main story. Mm-hmm. This is one of those branches where it really reminded me of Mass Effect, where um, mm. you had to make a real tough decision whether somebody was going to live or die. I'm not going to give the specifics. I don't want to spoil it. But you had yeah. to make that decision. Only thing I don't like is that no matter what decisions you made, it didn't affect your 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 world in any way. All it did was change the dialogue from a character who mm. wouldn't help you after that, mm. but actually came back and apologized and helped you anyway. So it made it to me like, why give me the choice if there were going to be no... It's not substantial yeah. enough of an effect. Uh, yeah. Dang, that's a so shame. That, that's what kind of got me. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, I get to make a decision. That I love that. You know, let's see what's going to happen when I make this choice. And what happened was I made my choice. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And well, it didn't really what, matter. Yeah, I was like, let me see what would have happened on the opposite choice. And there was no difference. So just, if you're going to put decisions like that in your game, they need to affect the world, especially in a game like this where... They need to pay off. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so. Um, and that's pretty much um, all I've been playing. I think I'm pretty much at the end of it. This will be like the first game I've beaten in like... Since like uh, Odyssey, Origins actually, I didn't finish Odyssey. Just oh like, my goodness! Yeah, it's, it's impossible to finish Odyssey. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> but how, how about how long do you think it is then? If you're nearing the end, like how how much time have you put into it? Uh, I say about fifteen hours. That's not bad. That's not. I would expect the Ubisoft open world thing to be much more bloated than that. And that's also because I'm doing a lot of side stuff and just recruiting characters and I'm not just going through the story. Um, right, right. They, they need to definitely, um, once I'm getting through that, I feel like there's not much left. Like hopefully they, they are adding an online in December. So I'm wondering what that's going to look like. Hmm. Um, some online multiplayer. I'm not sure how, what that's going to actually look like. That um, might be a selling point for me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping there's going to be something substantial with it, and I'm guessing there is because they are they did push it back outside of the original release date, so I'm not sure. The last one was nothing to write home about, where you kind of just like invaded like another character's game, and I think you played as like a random thug in that game or something, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, you talking about in the um? Because me and Sigma played it. Uh, 
the the one that took place in uh, NorCal in, in Silicon Valley, where are you talking about the first one, like the original Watch Dogs or Watch Dogs Two? The two was the same. The, the multiplayer was the same as the first one, um, where you kind yeah, of yeah, it was person. yeah, it terrible. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it, if I remember correctly, <laughs> it was like a Dark Souls invasion type thing. <laughs> where you would get then, a notification that someone's in your area trying to hack you, and then you would have to like find them and then shoot them before counter hack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't any more involved than that, if I I don't think. But no, very so cool. I'm, I'm guessing there'll be a little bit more with this one because the like I said, it was released. Really yeah, if they were just doing the same old same, I feel like that would have came out with the initial release. But you know, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so Jesse, did you want to go into yours or? Yeah, I just built a new computer, and so I've been trying Please. to. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> "All right, I got stress test it, make sure everything's running at a cool temperature, mm-hmm. everything's running smoothly." Uh, so I was like, "What's the best thing I have access to?" It's like probably Control Ultimate Edition. Mm. So put that on Max Graphics, full ray tracing, all that jazz, and played it. I somehow forgot how enjoyable that game is, despite it being my favorite game that I reviewed last year. <laughs> that is a satisfying game to play. Nice. It so it's, awesome. it's the ultimate edition. Like, what did they add with that? Because I still haven't actually gone and played the base version yet, but I, I know uh, the ultimate edition has all the things that were added, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, like the Because it had two DLCs that came out, mm-hmm. and then I think that they might have done something to kind of bump the graphics up a little bit or something with the ray tracing. Not exactly sure. Might be wrong on that. Uh, but it is gorgeous. And it does run really smoothly on my new oh, computer, that, which is nice. Like, that looks amazing. I definitely want to try yeah. it. Yeah. It looks really good. It's really fun. And, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the story. And I really want to play through it again. Like from beginning to end again. <laughs> yeah. I started from the beginning. It was like, well, I could reload a save file. And just like, but Shit, no. oh, wow. man, so good. That speaks a lot. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. If I got to start over, I'm like, I don't know. I did see that actually Quantic, <laughs> um, Control and Alan Wake are actually part of the same universe. Yeah. I did I see that, that too. Yeah. World. Oh, are we losing Jesse a little? Uh-oh. Uh, I don't know if Jesse can still hear us, but his camera just froze. So he may need to jump out and back in. But, um... Oh, there we go. Control looks crazy. Oh, yeah, he's back now. Can you hear us, Jesse? Yes, I can now. All right, right, I don't know why my internet just blipped, but... (laughs) (laughs) What happens sometimes, I guess? Live TV. (laughs) Lampy says Jesse's new computer can run Control Find, but not Discord. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, it's a little telling. <laughs> Too stressful. Oh. But always with the quick remarks. <laughs> but is, is that it for you, Jesse? Just want to bring up control. Uh yeah, for games that I've been playing for fun. Yeah, that's okay. the, the one I got right now. And Jackbox Seven, because you know that's new too, right? Virtual distancing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they came out uh, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's fun. They have good games in it. Nice. I definitely got to check it. I got to update my collection. Those those games really uh, pass time and get a lot of folks that aren't gamers together. Yeah, and, true. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, this this wasn't super recent, but 
the game that's still kind of in the scratching at the back of my head is uh, I talked to you guys, uh, Jeff and Blue, about this some time ago. But I saw mm-hmm. the trailer for a game called Ghost Runner, and it like instantly grabbed me, like just the look of yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> I never checked out the demo, but I was maybe gonna review it. I started it up, and then it was pulled off that review, so I my priority shifted to something else. So I I put it down. But that game is actually really freaking fun. Like uh, the caveat is that it's it's very difficult. It's it's essentially uh, if you take Genji from Overwatch and made him. Yep the main character from Celeste. <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> it looks like Mirror's Edge, too. Yeah, that's Kind of, yeah. Thinking. Because it's like yeah. first person, like tons of wall running, whatnot. It's very much so a platformer. Like, it's got the exact... Matter of fact, uh, if you guys remember Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I've literally that, that a but a first person game. Like, there's no shooting. Uh, you have a sword in your hand. You wall run. You jump over things. You dash around. You kill things in one hit. Everything kills you in one hit. When you die, you immediately start back at the beginning of that quick section. Checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. so it's like Dang. very twitchy, uh, very frenetic. Like, you move really quick. Um, the controls uh, give you, like, a ton of stuff to do. And I say this all the time. Like, I love it when I just have a bunch of buttons to press. And it's like, yeah. you know, your your jump is on the shoulder button because you need to be able to look around while you're jumping and stuff. So, like, you can mm-hmm. jump. You can wall run, you can like dash, you can like grapple points in the environment. If you time your sword swing with when enemy projectiles are coming at you, you can actually block or reflect them back. So like it gives you so much to think about all at once. And like it keeps your brain kind of just looking all over the place. And I absolutely (laughs) love that. Man, that is the most solid pitch I've heard for that game. That sounds (laughs) awesome. Because yeah, because it, it is hard, like it's it's that kind of frustrating hard where like you will die yeah. like seventy, eighty, hundred times in just one section. Yeah. And, but then when you complete it, it's like yes, finally, and then you start the whole process post, over again. Post, in the next one. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's a really good time. De- the way you described the stimulation you get from that is how I felt about um the Star Wars Squadrons game, where mm. there's just so many facets to the movement that you don't have a chance to look away you know if your phone rings or if, if you get a text message you're dead you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, no it's really way. unforgiving yeah but um it's leave exhilarating it at the door. leave it at the door <laughs> leave it at, i'm saving the galaxy right now leave it at the door <laughs> even that interaction is enough to just get you killed like it needs a real talk focus. yeah <laughs> uh, but that pretty much does it for me and all of us. Thanks for sharing, guys. We're going to move on to our next topic, which is going to be probably a very contentious one. Uh, I know a lot of people have just recently heard of the news about Johnny Depp being removed from his uh, role as Grindelwald in the Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts series. <laughs> Jesse says it's going over his head. <laughs> but there's been a lot of controversy surrounding like Harry Potter and Harry Potter adjacent things. Like, yeah. for the back half of this JK year, Rowan. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is kind of just one more thing on top of it. And why I think this is an interesting discussion is because it kind of brings up that old age question of, like, what do you do when a, you know, a franchise or a property or something that you love is kind of tainted by all these outside factors? Like, if you don't know what the situation is, I'll quickly go over it. Um, Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, Amber Heard, uh, they're both actors. They have had a long, drawn-out, like, 
dispute between one another. She's accused him of being abusive to her. He has accused her of being abusive to him, both of which are saying that the other person is lying about the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Early on, Johnny Depp caught a ton of flack because, uh, as you know, like the Me Too movement has gained a lot of popularity. People are less... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People are more inclined, I want to say, to believe victims first and to then, you know, move on from there. And this was one yeah. of the rare scenarios where it seemed like the victim might have been lying because Johnny Depp kind of came back with a bunch of information that seemed to exonerate him. But he recently sued a London newspaper called The Sun, uh, the Sun Times? Uh, something like that. I'll, I'll confirm that for you. So he, he just went to court with this paper against the libel suit because they wrote, you know, that he was abusive and whatnot. He lost that case. The ruling basically said that based on all the information provided by the attorneys and whatnot, Johnny Depp is actually abusive to Amber Heard. And in the light of that, he was pulled from the movie. So there are people who are getting one side of this story, people who are getting the other side of the story, and as is probably always the case, there's something in between that no one really knows, but at the core of it, the Harry Potter extended universe is kind of the victim of all of, well, I don't want to, I don't call it the victim, but it's kind of, a victim. it's kind of caught in the crossfire <laughs> of all of this back and forth, so I just really want to yeah. get an understanding of, like, what are you guys' connections to Harry Potter, and, like, what's your take on these outside forces affecting, you know, such a, such a pop culture medium or in general. Um, so for me, I've seen all of the movies. I've read a couple of the books. I've even seen all the fantastic beasts. And I won't say I'm an Uber fan, but I do enjoy the movies. Mm -hmm. You know, always something to watch around Christmas time. Cause it was always like a Harry Potter marathon on like, what is it? Like 25 days of Christmas Fox family. Yeah. Always a Harry Potter movie on. <laughs> um, you hate to see outside things affect a franchise, especially when it could result in the cancellation of it, because it only doesn't affect the fans, it affects the people who have already put in so much work on those uh, projects. Um, mm -hmm. But also for me, I think it's always important to believe the, the victim first, um, because there has been a history of neglecting and putting things aside but also we have to do a thorough investigation before we assign blame i believe like uh if you ever you remember the story of richard jewell he was the person who found the bomb at the uh right that clint eastwood made a movie about that situation right yeah yeah and um how they vilified him how he you know with no without any evidence they vilified him made him the you know, the most hated person in America at that time, you know, getting harassed, uh, everything, you know, you name it, ruined this man's life, you know, possibly. And they come to find out, they find out who actually, you know, was responsible for the bombings. And I think he won like a huge settlement or something like that. But it just shows that sometimes the media jumps the gun when assigning blame. I think this is one of those things where it's, uh, I think his assistant was saying that, um, Johnny Depp's assistant was saying that, uh, he had witnessed abuse from her towards him and that they called instances and stuff like that. And then she had somebody who was saying the exact same thing. So it was pretty much, how do you determine who's telling the truth? And I think in an instance like that, you have to report, report both sides of it. You can't just report one side. Um, 
I think the, it even said the assistant testified at the the hearing in Britain, and like they even had what he was saying in the actual uh, article. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're getting contradictory stories from both sides, I don't see how a judge comes with a clear definition of, you know, even the, just a sheer uh, statement that you were the abuser, not that we can't determine you weren't the ab- abuser, which automatically yeah. gives an indication to me that this judge already had some type of idea of whether he thought he was guilty or not. Mm-hmm. Um, instead. So, you know, that's just my take on it. Makes sense. <clears throat> Anything to add? Uh, no, were you going to uh, say something? Yeah, well, I was going to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you asked about our connection to the series as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my fiance, um, one of the first things I learned about her is she loves Harry Potter. And initially I did not. So I was like, right, let me watch these movies. Right. <laughs> so we watched them and I liked them more than I thought I would. Right. I'm, I'm still not completely in love with the, the, the original series. But the Fantastic Beast series, I was like, oh, I can get down with this. All right, so I watched the first one. And then the second one, Johnny Depp came out. I was like, yo, that was dope. I could be on board for this. And then this happens. And I'm just like, bruh. I really, I really wanted this to continue because this is something that she loves. is really near and dear to her, this whole series. And it's something I'm actually genuinely getting into. And you're right. A... a the fans are a victim of scandal like this. Um, and it sucks. It sucks. So that's, you know, that's my initial reaction to all this. What now, now kind of going on the lines of what Jeff was saying, a lot of, and what you were saying earlier too, Sigma, a lot of these incidents were him in self-defense. Um, that's what the initial, um, I believe the initial rulings were uh, that it was mostly him in self-defense and she was making a lot of stuff up um, just uh, you know, some insurance claims and Mm -hmm. all kinds of, all kinds of craziness. And while that's, you know, that you have at a certain point, he decided to cross the line, throw hands. Now, what that means to me is that he, at some point, he feared for his life. I don't know if at any other point it was the other way around because I wasn't there. And a lot of this stuff isn't the, – the ones where it was the other way around, there's not a bunch of evidence. A lot of he, say, he, he said, she said. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard for me and kind of like what Jeff was saying for to believe that a judge would just say, yeah, he's an abuser. Uh, this tabloid is right. You know, that, that that's that's rough. That that's rough to just as mixed up as this is. Why would you make that declaration? Um, I feel like it was a little irresponsible, um, and maybe I'm missing something. But it hurt probably a lot more people than the judge realized. That makes sense. Uh, what about you, Jesse? Like, what's your take? Uh, I am r slash whoosh on this one. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp is one of those people that. Uh, I have actively, anytime I see his name pop up, I'm like, nope, move on. And like, <laughs> don't even read what is, and that's been like years for that. So right. I'm, I'm completely out of it with him. So completely unbothered by 
that notion of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, the situation sounds terrible from pieces of it I've heard from today and other times where it's like I managed to accidentally hear enough to be like, that sounds bad. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to avoid it altogether. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I do feel bad for, for people who enjoy that fandom because with this and then also just with JK Rowling. Right. Oh my gosh! It even Urza had some type of incident pop up as well. Right? Yeah. I, I in reading the story, I had just yeah. heard that apparently Ezra Miller uh, got in trouble for choking a woman in a nightclub. Yeah. Like when uh, the, the hell? Flash? Did that? Yes. The Flash. He was quick with it too. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is no boo. Y'all boo this man. Don't laugh at that. Don't laugh at that. That was, that's that was awful. <laughs> Bad Jeff. Bad Jeff. Stop. No. Oh my god. That is not but, good. Oh jeez. But but yet like but we haven't heard anything about that in a while. I mean I saw the Adichie release of it, but there had been <laughs> nothing else. Um But I mean my 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 takeaway is and, and Lampy uh brings up a good point. The case wasn't about whether or not Johnny Depp did it. It was about if the claim made by the son in an article was liable or not. Uh if you're not yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. Which, and that's which have made the judge say worse because I was like, it wasn't yeah. a, a case whether or not it was whether they had the uh, the journalistic integrity to to, to say that. To, yeah, to say that what they were saying. Mm-hmm. The judge mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, he was abusive. That's it." Right. It like, yeah. Well, like, and it, it really wasn't hit, like, and I, that was a tipping point for WB to kick him off, probably, it, or to ask him to resign. You right. Know because it wasn't before. Mm-mm. So the, like, I feel like the, the situation is it's so muddy by now. And like it's really unfortunate because if one or the other or both of them are being abused, like it, it it's very possible it's just an, an extremely toxic relationship and they just yeah. need to leave and forget about each other. Like just move on with your lives and like put all this behind you. But because it's so contentious and there's there's such vitriol, like somebody wants revenge on the other, you know, like they're fighting because yeah. like yeah. they're hurt and they want the other person to be hurt. That you know, for the WB for these movies, you right? Aquaman, yeah, she's Mira and Aquaman. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> but she's know. she's keeping her job. Like people were asking for her to be removed from that movie, and like they oh, yeah. they I think they've stuck with her so far. Like she's not being recast. And they stuck with Johnny as well. Until this, right? Yeah. So my question was, that's the thing. To the newspaper, and this had not ruling had not came into play. I feel like he still would have been involved. Been Griswold. Yeah. I don't know if this was a requirement. Like, hey, you need to get yourself exonerated from these claims. You know, we'll stick with you until a verdict arises. Mm, That's possible too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very possible. Oof. Yeah. See, and and just just like that point. The, the, that strategy that Jeff just brought up, there's a lot of things we don't know in the background on how people keep these contracts. Because one thing we do know is that Hollywood contracts are very meticulous, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to uh, the PR side of it. And and um, and outside of the production, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of politics, a lot of red tape. Yeah. So... It's really hard to see where these people are going or what they're doing, but I, I still don't see why the judge would just say, yeah, let's just call him an abuser. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's what it feels this, like. This paper has, you know, 
substantial evidence to, and and it was all verified. They had sources, so that you know they covered themselves. They were right to post this, you know whether it was actually true or not. They did have you know enough evidence to support what they were uh, publishing. So that's my ruling. Not you know hey, you did it. It was you. You're the bad guy. But I mean um, even even if it was worded differently, like in the way you're saying it, the the information essentially does accuse him of being abusive to Amber Heard. So like if they yeah. say what they printed was fine, like it's cause libel means that they lied, like that they printed yeah, yeah. false information. If he's saying what they printed is in fact true, then that by extension means Johnny Depp abused Amber Heard. So he is an abuser based on that ruling, regardless of how the judge phrases it. Now I was saying the way he phrased it showed that he actually had a bias going into it to me. Like that already gave me an idea that he already had Well I mean but that was the ruling though. Like I would understand if by the end of the case, you got all the information, he then formed an opinion and is now biased because he's like, after everything I've seen, Johnny Depp is a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to give you a great example. Have you watched that movie on Netflix called was it, The Trial of the Seven? Yes, I did. With Sasha Baron okay. Cohen, right? Yeah, you see the judge came up with a verdict at the end of that, but he already had made up his mind. But, I mean, that's a different situation. I'm, like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just like, saying. That, that's a totally different situation because we don't, we don't know anything about the beginning of the trial or that judge. All we got was what he said at the end after a, after a bunch of information was relayed. So, sure, it's definitely a possibility that there was some bias on a judge, but I don't think anything that we've read in the news articles kind of inform us one way or the other. So, do we consider someone an abuser if these incidents are taken in self-defense i mean that's that's an interesting question because that's uh, what scares me about this case yeah because once again like how do we know the truth of that situation like he's saying he did all this stuff in self-defense but if the information provided says otherwise and we don't have that i I don't know all the stuff that remember the case before the case before was saying that uh, uh, a lot of this was self-defense. She was making up stuff to put him in bad positions and yeah, things like that. Yeah, he had that. medical records. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. What is this judge saying that he did that makes this specifically abusive when a lot of these cases before were ruled as he was set up? But then again, once again, that's not what they were ruling on. They were ruling on whether or not it was true what the paper said. So if he did these things in self-defense, doesn't change the fact that he did those things. If they printed about it, that well, still makes well, it see, true. That's the thing. But that's the thing. Those things in self-defense. So if he's doing... Is he abusing her in self-defense? Well, you're saying... Is that... What you're saying is it's being looked at in, like, out of context. Yeah. So he looks bad yeah. because it's out of the proper context. She's like, she's, yeah. let's say she punched him in the face and he, he coiled up and hit her with an elbow by accident. The paper's gonna post that, oh, he elbowed her in the eye. Well, right, yeah, that's back. taken the situation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the so thing is, is how do it's abused? How do you discern? Yeah, how how would you know? Like like from the outside looking like, in, how would you know? And that's why you have to give each uh, party the same respect. As far as if you're gonna believe one side, you have to believe the other until you come to the actual truth. Um, and I think that's very important as well. So um, it wasn't like. You know, she came out with her allegations, had the proof, and he had nothing to to defend himself with. There was no witnesses. There was no paper trail. There was no nothing. Then that would have been different than, but he actually has some of those things. And I think I just. That's a lot of those things. Whoever is wrong in this situation gets their due punishment. 
and that this situation kind of resolves itself. Um, and stop spilling over. Yeah, because well, it just becomes a toxic circle where. Yeah, like they they need to be separated. Like. Yeah, it's like two kids. You go in this room, you go in that room, and stay away from each other. Right. Yeah. Just separate. Stay away. Like let like heal from whatever that the drama was. Like both parties just heal and kind of try to move on with your lives. I think that's probably the best solution. If it's if it's truly toxic, it's not as easy to say just. Just leave, bro. That like that's I mean, yeah. is not yeah. that easy. If it's that well, toxic as we can the see, situation, it, they need to send them both down. And what do you want out of this situation? What is why are we doing this? Do you want him to be punished? Do you want her to be punished? Like what? Is I think this? they they both clearly want each other to be punished. They want each other to be punished. <laughs> and who's to say like like if someone was abused by another party for a long time, maybe it's not enough for them to just leave. Maybe they do want to see some sort of justice be served and like. Like who's who? Who am I to say you know they don't deserve that? Don't get, yeah. So like it's it's. Commander, no, go ahead. Yeah, it, I, sorry. I, I was I was looking through the chat and she said some people uh, don't truly believe that men get abused, and I feel like that the, the taking the what the um, son said out of context feels like a lie, because if he's getting abused in these same exact incidents that they're quoting and they're only saying one side, I don't see how that's truth. Yeah. Because they could have been beating each other. Who knows? That's what and I'm it, saying. You know, it could have just been, you know, that's how they showed their love. Just beat each other. You know, some people are weird. It's just like... It's like but, you go to the school and your kid's beat up and you're saying, you know, what happened? Oh, this kid beat him up, right? But your kid's in trouble. I mean, yeah, your they kids only, they in trouble only, for being a bully. They they only see the fight yeah. at the end and not necessarily the spark. You see what I'm saying? But I mean, like it's it's like it's, it's really discouraging though because it's like you can't get to the bottom of a situation like this. Like you just can't. Like there's not gonna be you know an objective truth to it because it's it's so toxic. It's 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 gone on for however many years. Like there's so much wrapped around it, and all that toxicity That's- is. Tied to your favorite wizard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try to try to <laughs> try to learn how to cast a spell or whatnot. So, so honestly, like my, my final point on this is just with all of this in connection to Harry Potter, the Johnny Depp, the Amber Heards, the J.K. Rowling's tied to the situation. Like, there's still tons of Harry Potter Harry Potter media coming out. Like, how how jazzed are you about actually participating in any of it? Because I mean, me personally, like don't really care that much about harry potter thought the movies were fine that's pretty much about it like i don't care at all about the rest of this stuff not looking forward to that new wb game that's coming out but people were already saying like oh i'm not gonna buy it if jk rowling even receives royalties even though it's her creation because of the stuff she said so like if you're you know vehemently against you know domestic abuse or fighting very heavily for trans rights like how do you rectify those beliefs with maybe participating in, you know, uh, kind of a happy-go-lucky wizard fantasy. Like, do you do you jump out or do you separate the two? Like, that's that's what I what I wonder. Yeah, and that's difficult. Yeah, I've that you know, and I've been talking to my fiance about this recently. There's, it's I'm still trying to find a way. I don't have the answer to this question to separate the art to appreciate art and not support 
bad intentions, you know? Um, I'm still trying to find a way to do that. And this is one of those cases where, you know, I really want to get involved in this universe that they've created, but it's supporting a lot of crappy situations. And it's... And people. It's rough. <laughs> and people, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But we'll leave that there because that's going to keep probably developing as time goes on. Uh, we're going to move on into all the N7 day news that we got. First up, Mass Effect uh, Trilogy is getting a remaster coming next spring. How excited are you guys yeah. for Mass Effect, the original trilogy? <laughs> Jesse does not look I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm actually excited. <laughs> are you, I think it's going to be fun. Her. I think it's going to be great. Mass Effect 1, 2, 3... Um, you know, Bioware is one of the one of I, I'm not going to say pioneers, but I would say one of the biggest choose your path, you know, uh, people out there right now. And that's I love that. I love having my own story. I love creating it. And Mass Effect, I thought, was a great version of that. Um, from, I played the first one back in the day and then my character transferred over to the second. Dope. I didn't get to play too much the third and Andromeda. And I know those in most common opinion, they was bombed, right? <laughs> but I still, we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm still excited to see it as one, one succinct file and just boom, go through one, two, three, because I think those were amazing, and I can't wait to to go back through that story. All right, what what was your take, Jesse? Uh, yeah, I, I personally, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. If, <laughs> if three Andromeda, the whole series, whatever you enjoy, I don't want my distaste for parts of it to lessen anyone else's enthusiasm. Um, but wow. After I played three earlier this year for the first time. And mm-hmm. after playing that, I couldn't understand how Andromeda would have been worse than that. It was <laughs> terrible. I love one and two. One and two yeah. are fantastic games. And I, was, I mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Effect. Right. Yeah. And someone brought up that they didn't like two. And, and I was like, well, that's, you know, two might be my, like, gameplay wise, probably best. my favorite. Yeah, um, I mean, that can't even though, like, Yeah. Even though the story, I think, from one, I like even more. And I was like, well, what didn't you like? And they, they said, like, well, the every, everything they mentioned, I kind of agreed with. Um, I still ultimately enjoyed it, but they were saying like the um, the loyalty missions fell flat. I totally agree with compared to other things. Yeah, they did feel very tacked on. Uh, most of them did. There were a few highlights, but that's about it. Um, the exploration for getting resources, like mining yeah, that planets, was, that was very tedious for sure. Some, the weakest part somehow, of that game by far. <laughs> yeah, even worse than the Mako. Like, I enjoyed that. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and they mentioned a few other things, which I once they mentioned them, I was like, those are all cracks that started in two that just opened up when three came out. Those were mm. all things that I was like, because the characters in three, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, and the the choices in one and two were very dynamic. They were very like, even though you had like, you have to save this person or you have to not serve save this person you have to do this or not that like and you understood there was a consequence yeah uh but it you really felt how much that's going to affect you on a personal level like well is this going to ruin my relationship with this crewmate or is this going to put the galaxy 
uh, in a bad situation because I'm going to put this in front of something else. In three, it was always just a binary ass choice. Yeah. It's like, do you want spoilers? Do you want to kill the Quarians or do you want to kill the Geth? Right. Yeah. I, I can that see that. Tough choice, huh? <laughs> yeah. And like that, it, it, it did not have gravity to it. And every choice was like that. Mm. Um, and like the overall story just fell flat. I could not believe how unpol. I played it on PS3. I actually played all three games on different systems, so I never got to transfer yeah. characters. So how oh, they allow no. you to make choices continue over if you don't have the save file is complete garbage. Because <laughs> I saved Rex in game one. I would have restarted <laughs> the game to save Rex in game one. But I had enough Paragon to be like, yo, dude, just chill. And he's like, all right, man. And then the <laughs> fact that I cannot have that is upsetting. So, uh, so it wasn't an option to carry over that no. to the second one if you hadn't. That's yeah, that really sucks. I didn't realize that that was the case. But, but it would let me choose between In Ashley and the other guy every time. It's like who'd you save? It's like I don't care about them. <laughs> oh, that really sucks, though. Yeah, but um, and I haven't played Andromeda, but yeah, but yeah, I, I. I hope that they repair some of that stuff. And I have heard the DLC for three is really good. Um, yeah. But okay, I yeah. just dislike I, I remember the main thing so much. Yeah. yeah. I just like the main game so much. It's like, why would I bother? Um, and like <laughs> how good. multiplayer worked in three. I Hopefully thought that was actually good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Multiplayer, yeah. That was actually good. Was t- in three, multiplayer is tied to your progression. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but multiplayer is not a thing anymore, so I couldn't even use uh, it to book. help. So I automatically was like, "Well, you're gonna get the worst ending, regardless <laughs> of what you do." Oh no! Yeah. yeah, that sucks. That sucks. So did I? Did not even think about that part. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. When I was in the moment when it first came out, it was such a dynamic um, system that I was just, "Oh, this is amazing!" But I can see going really? back now. This hurts. <laughs> yeah. What? So what was? Because I couldn't even experience the multiplayer. Because I played that one on PS3. Uh, what? Yeah. What exactly was multiplayer like? And like it's it was it's like popular. I time. would probably describe it um, as a Mass Effect version of Gears' Horde mode. Like okay. you and friends yeah. would be on a map. Enemies would kind of come in in waves, and you had to use you know your different class abilities because you know. You could be a vanguard, you could be a sentinel, whatever. You would use those class yeah. abilities in conjunction with your teammates to fight off the the waves of enemies, and like it was fun. It was legit, like a good time. Yeah, we used to yeah, play many we different class. Well, yeah, different at least you had the uh, the vanguard. You had the. Uh, I know that I know vanguard and sentinel. I can't remember the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, whatever the was. Soldier. Yeah. It was a soldier because he didn't use any uh, gadgets. He was just he could use all the weapons, all the heavy weapons and everything. Mm. Um, and he didn't use any force powers. I mean, not force powers. I don't know what they remember. <laughs> Biotics. Biotics. There you go. That's yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the the trilogy itself, um, I do I do think the Mass Effect trilogy is an amazing trilogy. One, two, and three. Like I know three is contentious. Two is my favorite, but I think a lot of people forget that in a game that like in pretty much any video game that talks about choice or any story that talks about choice like choose your own adventure type stories the the framework is like a, a diamond they say right 
like at the beginning you get all these choices that break out into all these wide scenarios so two is kind of the apex of where all this choice you see like okay this is how different this is from that guy's game because of all the different decisions that were made but then when they have to close the story at the end to like a final point there are some games that will give you like 17 different endings and people find it satisfying they chose to do something a little more you know concrete so to speak (laughs) because the ending they gave i do agree it's a little lackluster with kind of the exact same cutscene and like three different colors that supposedly represent whatever choice you made doesn't make sense (laughs) not by itself at least but i do think their attempt after you know they cave to the backlash of trying to explain it more like they released an additional cutscene or whatever to explain it more i thought that fell really flat because all the speculation that came out to try and save and interpret what they meant by that original ending was actually pretty impressive like it was like a dope ass ending if you if you focused on the community and what they thought about you know all the things that played out over the course of that game versus what Bioware eventually said was the ending which was dumb if like I don't have a better word for it <laughs> yeah. other than that it was dumb how they ended it yeah. but I, I looked at okay. three as the entire game is the ending not just the very end of three like you're saying goodbye to a bunch of characters throughout the entirety of that game yeah. Like so, I, I so it's an it. actual finale, right? Yeah, like I mean, the entire I, game was a was a prolonged goodbye. Mm. I enjoyed all three except for the ending of three, mm-hmm. uh, because the ending of it made me feel like no matter what choices I previously made in one, two, or the beginning of three, didn't matter when I got to the end of three because it all came to the the same conclusion. I could have been a douchebag from start to finish <laughs> or I could have been the paragon of justice and truth either way it ended the same exact way um and that's what killed it for me i even got andromeda i played andromeda and yeah i did too actually andromeda wasn't horrible but you can tell this this couldn't have been a finished product it wasn't the graphically it wasn't even as good as three as way the characters looked there were no really no new races we're in a different part of space for the most part, but we're not really coming up against too many different races either. There was like one or two, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And it just felt like something was missing. It had a lot of cool things. You can craft weapons. You can do things like that. That was really cool. The jetpack was cool. It had some cool things, but it was definitely missing a lot. <clears throat> a lot of cool I, was missing from the game. I, I think what it was missing was kind of... And I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself as I go on, but I feel like what it was missing was kind of the weight of the narrative from the first series. Like, the characters you had there and the mission you had was way more important than everything that was going on in Andromeda. And Andromeda very much felt like a side story. It pretty much was. They literally tell you they sent a bunch of people out in the middle of nowhere. Like, at some point point between the second and third games, they're like, we just sent all these people out to, like, look for a new galaxy to colonize or something. And that's that situation. It has nothing to do with anything else. And you could forget about them and go back to the original story because it doesn't concern these these folks we launched out into nowhere, right? But I want to say that what also kind of hurts the Mass Effect series is that the trilogy was such a grandiose universal adventure. Like, it wasn't we have to save the planet. It wasn't we have to save the galaxy. It was we have to save the entirety of all the universe. You know what I mean? Like, we have to save everything. And at the end of that story, they kind of did, maybe, depending on what ending you got. Like, it's, it's muddy, right? So to move on from there, 
you're in a world that has to keep going back to everything that's going on there when they might have had an easier time making a Mass Effect game that's just, you know, a, like a ragtag crew having adventures in like one solar system. Like, like, yeah. like why, why can't yeah. we just have like little like Mandalorian style episodes of just what's going on over here? What's going on over there? How like it's way know? less pressure. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he but, said, how would uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh but man! I, like one that, thing, they have to either go so far in the future or so far back mm-hmm. to, to make continue. it significant. Yeah, when you kind of right. make stuff in between games and not part of the central conflict, that kind of becomes so obscure. Nobody really pays much attention to it. Yeah, because the main story absorbed literally everything in its gravitas. Like it was yeah. the main focus of everything, everywhere you went. So like, there's no room to do anything else in that universe unless you. Send a bunch of mother, send a bunch of people out into <laughs> nowhere, which they tried and then it fell flat. So like, that kind of brings us to the the final topic I want to get into is they've announced a new game. They said a veteran team of Bioware devs are going to be making a brand new Mass Effect. What the hell would you guys want for a brand new Mass Effect after Andromeda? Like, what do you think could work? I guess they need to just ignore Andromeda. And like I said, it needs to go so far back <laughs> or so far forward where it gives them creative room to kind of do what they want. Um, they can go back to the fall of the Prometheans. They can go so far to maybe the, the Mass Effect really got fixed. And now, you know, you know, you got these interspecies connecting again after being disconnected for however many years, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they definitely just need to kind of not do what they did with Andromeda. I mean, the mechanics, some of the mechanics were cool and whatnot, but like you said, the story is, to me, is what makes that uh, Mass Effect a great game, and I think True. that was like it. Um, I, go ahead. Oh, you go first if you want. Um, I really think that, and this is going to be kind of, you know, I, I, left field, I like counterpoints. Um, give me a prequel flip side. I want to see how... The bad guys came to be the rise of the no. the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Reavers? Out, <laughs> yeah. Let's see the Reavers. I want to see more of that Inception and why they became such a big threat. You know what I mean? Um, just just you know more backing on what Jeff was saying. Give me something in the past. Give me something in the future. But make it connect to this this trilogy that we spent a lot of time in and we want to love. I don't know, I think that could be so, a double-edged sword, but go go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, to Jeff's point, a Mass Effect so far in the future where everybody's getting back, like, connecting again, but every every area and species has changed so much, it's like a new encounter. Totally not what I was thinking. Would love to see that. Kind of doubt it would be handled properly, but still real <laughs> cool. Um See, I, I kind of feel the opposite. What I really want, what the thing that really connected me about Mass Effect 1 and 2 was the characters. So, yes, the entire sentient organic life was at stake in the overall plot. Absolutely. What I really cared about was my crew and the people I affected and how they felt. And I feel like a new Mass Effect game in the Mass Effect universe could totally work on a much smaller scale. And if they want to go meta, even having the events of Mass Effect 3 be an 
this looming presence of like, you know, well, it doesn't matter what you do. You're never going to be shepherd. <laughs> like, and that, that's, but you're, but you're trying to do what you can as right. a single was, person in a massive galaxy. That uh, was like Halo the, ODST. Yeah. So like the, <laughs> yeah. the effects, the effects you make on a small scale with individual people and then how that affects the story in the universe going forward on, on that sort of thing. That I think would be really cool because I do like the Mass Effect universe, but zoom in on it would be really nice. I agree. I I, I love the Mass Effect universe, um, but I, I I think I would kind of want to go a completely different route than like another one of these uh, Bioware esque RPG adventures, right? Like, why not? Like, we have so many cool um, species and places to go and whatnot. Make it so maybe I want to play as a Geth. Maybe I want to play as a Quarian or whatnot. Make yes. it like um, uh, MMO? Elcor, sort of, sort of like an MMO, but probably an MMO. That's probably what I'm describing right now. <laughs> but make it like, make it like an MMO. But like every no. every person eventually can build their own crew. Like you, you like these characters. Like make new characters that can yeah. be from different you know races, whatnot. And then you know you go and go through. A personal story like your story is in relation to like your character's origins and like the people you meet origins and it's personal to you guys it's just set in a mass effect universe like because i really do feel like every other game is going to suffer if it if it keeps referring back to the main story because that main story is just so all-encompassing like there's no, like what are yeah. you doing worrying about uh you know a relationship over here if there's not going to be any universe next week like it's <laughs> like it's just there's no way to get around that so like if they could somehow like jeff is saying like put it in a situation where that's not a factor anymore and then just focus on a more personal scenario i think i think we could get somewhere you want mass effect legion that's what you want <laughs> no i no i don't think that's right no <laughs> Because you're, you're running like around. a watchdog X, like oh, watch yeah, like it does where you could play as anybody and and, and well, but I'm talking more like you, like you pick a. I'm, I guess what I'm thinking is more like Dragon Age. Okay, like Baldur's Gate type situation, right? Or like Skyrim or something like that, where you pick your race from all these races in the lore, and then you go about your story. And then, like, you know, you have companions and, like, they can be part of your crew and blah, blah, blah. And, like, your decisions matter because it's a personal story based on the world and all the people you meet. So, I okay, okay, okay. A different way depending on your race and. Right, right. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. your background would affect your story. And, like, so that would be replayable, uh, infinitely replayable. Because if you get a different character that maybe you didn't have before as part of your crew, you can learn about them. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't like them. Maybe they die, maybe they don't die. Like it, it affects the story. Like it's probably a huge undertaking, but I don't know. I think that would be cool because I really do like that universe, and I would love to just have a excuse to explore it a bunch. Can what you kill Outer me? Worlds? What about Outer Worlds? <laughs> it sounds kind of similar too, but I I I, I think um, with Outer Worlds, it was more linear than probably you're describing. I, I, but, I think so. If, yeah, if Outer Worlds is following like the the Fallout formula, which I think is yeah. relative, then yeah, that's that's probably a, a lot more linear than something like Elder Scrolls. Yeah, no, which is sort of linear, but it's like there's a path, and then there's like all this stuff all over the place, and you can mm -hmm. be all these different characters, and you can have all these other characters with you. Like that's that's what I'm thinking in my head would work very well for a Mass Effect type. Quite game. a bit, yeah. 
Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> but uh, any any ending thoughts on this, Jesse? Uh, yeah. Let me play an Elcor, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I. That's what I want out of a Mass Effect that, game. That would be funny. <laughs> that should be a playable race, just because. Yeah, they're awesome. Should but uh, <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of today's episode of Sigma Shot. I know we probably ran a little long. Sorry about that, guys. But... Um, real quick, let's just let people tell you where you can find stuff that they're working on. Jeff, do you got anything coming up this week that you want to let people know about? So with the release of um, Beyond Light for Destiny 2, I'll be playing it on Tuesday. Um, hey. Hopefully after I get my Xbox Series X. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, before Tuesday, actually, which is funny, Monday I'll be doing Monday Night Siege. Um, so definitely come out and check that out. And uh, Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jesse, how about you? What do you got that you want people to watch this week? Uh, this week? Not sure. I don't think I have anything to watch this week. Uh, well, game night tonight over on The Escapist. Right. Exactly. Um, and then uh, for personal stuff over on, uh, we did a big, for RPG players, the big ridiculous magical item generator that we've made that can now do over, I believe, $6 billion items. Wow. Uh, we just did an update for that, and I have a new project coming out for that that will be extra fun um and that's at rexiconjesse.github.io nice okay how about you blue what you getting into this week oh man um you know what i'm still trying to finish up this ghost tsushima i, I this story it, and now that i'm in love with it again i started doing side missions so because <laughs> i don't want it to end it's gonna um, be a long long while i guess <laughs> but yeah I, I i always love when people through and i we do the like the lo-fi just chill talk about lunch whatever kind of stuff so um we, <laughs> yeah we actually had a whole like lunch time on my last um stream but anyway uh <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be definitely on friday but spotty in between um there if you join our discord yeah you like that <laughs> spotty in between um if you join our discord you'll definitely see when i'm going live and you'll, uh yeah you'll be in on that nice <clears throat> Uh, you can see me later today for Super Smash Sunday. That starts at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't know if hey. Blue and Jeff will be joining me. They may, they may not. Jeff will be? I'll be there. Blue yeah, I'll be here too. Be there. All right. So mm-hmm. you'll see all three of us this afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Eastern for Super Smash Sunday. Uh, you see me and Jesse on Escapist Game Night tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't know what we're playing yet. We find out when you guys find out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I may have a new review dropping this coming Tuesday, but who really knows anymore? It's kind of the wild, wild west over there right now. <laughs> but um, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to all of our channels. You know, my Twitch, Blue's Twitch, uh, Jeff's Twitch. Uh, follow, I don't know, Jesse, do you stream on Twitch? I will be starting, but I haven't yet. Okay, so, so follow Jesse's can... Twitch, or follow his Twitter, and it'll tell yeah. you how to get to his Twitch Eventually, all our names are surrounding uh, our boxes. So thanks to all three of you guys for uh, joining me for this. Thanks to everybody who was watching and chatting with us. Really appreciate it. That's going to do it for episode five. Bye. Bye, everybody.